Welcome to the Awakened Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Brooks Ellis. This is going to be a fun journey talking about spirituality, health, nutrition. It's kind of a personal podcast for me, and I'm excited to share it with you. I hope you enjoy. What's going on, people? My name is Brooks Ellis. This is the Awakened Athlete Podcast. I'm going to be talking to a slew, a plethora, variety of people regarding health, personal growth, and a bunch of different things. And today marks the first episode. Today I have my wonderful guest, Summer Hill, who is my new health coach who joined the team of Brooks Ellis Coaching. Summer, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Happy to be here. And I'm honored to be guest number one. You're a health coach. You are living in San Diego. Kind of give us a background of, you know, what brought you to this point and what made you become a health coach. All right. Um, I'll try to keep it short. But I think I went into nursing originally thinking that like, I always knew I wanted to help people kind of grew up as a sick child. And so I wanted to be in the healthcare realm to some degree. Uh, And it wasn't really until I was like in school and I was like, something just doesn't seem right because people are not getting better. And I had an internship at a functional medicine office. And while I was there, I was like talking to them about my problems And they're like, oh, you need to schedule an appointment with us. So I scheduled an appointment and all my health problems kind of went away after we created a treatment plan. And I remember sitting in their office and I was like, I want to do what you guys do. So I kind of shifted paths and went more into integrative medicine um, and then specifically integrative health coaching to focus on like all aspects of life instead of just like the medical side of things. Mm. So instead of the physical side of things, you're also working on what? What else is there? So like as as an integrative health coach, I focus on what I call like the pillars of our health, um, our foundation, and it's our sleep, our stress, how we're managing our stress, our nutrition, um, how we're moving our bodies, the relationships in our lives, and how well we're detoxifying our bodies. Mm, I love it. That's great. How long have you been health coaching for? And is there a specific population that you've worked with? Uh, So I guess I've been doing it five years. Yeah, five years now. Um, And I've mostly worked with gut repair, detoxification, hormones, um, and then now moving more into like the sports optimization and performance aspect of it. Hence why I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely are. That's what we're doing best over here at Brooksell's Coaching. So, um, and we're rolling. It's it's going well so far. I'm really, I, I think there's a lot of excitement building it over here. So I, I'm happy that you're part of the team. Um, okay, so yeah, let's go well, into- there's a need for it. 100%, 100%. So let's go into what is health coaching? What does what does one of your sessions look like? How do you structure your, your programming? What are you actually doing with- because when I think of health coach, obviously I know what it is, but I think when most people think of health coach, they're, they hear the word coach, they might think, okay, I'm going to be working with somebody who's going to tell me what to do. And if I don't do it, I'm going to feel discouraged. I'm going to feel ashamed maybe. And it's just, they're just going to put a lot on my plate. 
and I'm going to have to live up to it. And, and I don't know if I can handle that. So tell me if that is what you, what you do, is that your technique? It sounds like it would work very well. Please tell me that's what you do. And then, well, actually just tell me what you do. I mean, what is health coaching? Brooks, my approach is not going to be like yours. I'm not going to be yelling at them. Um, giving them <laughs> just better, yeah, I yeah. like yeah, mine's more a tough love approach, um, more supportive actually. And so what a session kind of looks like is, well, one, it's completely individualized per person. So there's no one size fits all approach. Everyone has different needs and everyone is in this different season of life. Um, and so therefore it's more doing the initial consultation, figuring out, okay, really diving into what's your sleep like? How well are you sleeping? How restorative is your sleep? Are you waking up in the middle of the night? All the things there. Stress management. What are you doing to manage your stress? What are the major stressors in your life? What's within your control? What's without your control? Kind of coming up and identifying a game plan for how to tackle that. What stress management techniques we need to put into place. Um, the next would obviously nutrition, big aspect of it. I'm like, okay, tell me what a typical day of eating looks like for you. And then we go from there, just like completely restructuring nutrition based on what their health goals are. For some people, it's building muscle. For others, it's getting faster. For others, it's weightlifting and wanting to get stronger. For some, it's losing weight. So kind of just figuring out that and then tailoring it uniquely to fit whatever their goals are there. Movement also for me, like you kind of handle the physical aspect of things. Uh, so mine is more movement in terms of rest and recovery and what needs to be done there to recover faster, make sure that you're able to perform well in the field, prevent injuries. So I addressing that um, and then relationships. This is actually a huge piece of it. And that is like how supportive are those in your lives? What's your inner circle looking like? Um, and when you're talking about wanting to be the best at something, wanting to be great on the field, you have to have an inner circle that's supportive of that. So are the relationships in your life like nour nourishing? Are they supportive of your goals? Or are they wanting to go and party and like distract you or something that's going to hold you back and hinder you? So it's kind of really addressing what those relationships are and building a strong foundation of supportive people in your life. And then detoxification, which also will include like improving metabolism. What can we do there? What needs to, how can we focus on our gut? Um, and then like liver detoxification, because all of that will impact ultimately your performance. Sorry, that was a very long winded answer, but I address all of it. And so it is not one size fits all. Yeah, I think the personalized approach is, is very important because everybody everybody's so different. Everybody has different life stories and experiences and cravings and, you know, routines, right? So, you know, just telling somebody to go keto or to run a mile every day, it's not good. like, maybe somebody doesn't like to run a mile every day. Maybe somebody like, maybe it's not possible for someone to, to follow a ketogenic plan or, or whatever. So telling, telling, just having a blanket, um, program for everybody is a is a surefire way to to fail for a lot of your clients some of your clients are going to succeed but i think that's why i appreciate you so much is because the personalized approach and i think a lot of health most health coaches um also 
incorporate the personalized approach. You, I mean, it's, it's hard to just tell somebody to do something if they're not going to do it. You got it. You got to work with them. Right. And so I, yeah. I like that aspect and of it. I like the holistic aspect of it too. I'm all on board with you. Like, I think that they, most health coaches do take a personalized approach, but it's, I think there's health coaches out there that there's holistic health coaches. And then there's just your regular conventional medicine style health coaches. And so I do like always encourage people more to lean onto the holistic aspect because conventional health coaches still might be, it's similar to nursing where you're, it's stuck in that sick care model. Whereas holistic health coaching is more a preventative method and you actually are trying to move in the direction of getting better, if that makes mm. sense. So, okay. So let, let's talk about that. Let's dive into that a little bit. So you, 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 I think there's a, there's a huge disconnect for people that aren't in this field. A lot of people are so attached to the traditional system and they believe everything that they say because it is the, it's been the gold standard for health. I did one finger health um, <laughs> for a long time. And people always ask me like, okay, so I Googled this and a medical doctor says this is healthy. So I've been eating it for a long time. And but they're still having issues. They're still having all these problems and they don't know what's wrong. And I'm thinking, okay, just because it's the first thing you Google on or you find on Google doesn't mean it's true. And just because it's a medical doctor doesn't mean they know about nutrition, right? So what do you, okay. So how, explain to me like what's going on there. Why is there such like, could you elucidate kind of the, the issue between like what you were saying about conventional health coaching and kind of more of the, the, the coaching that you do and, and what, what the difference is and, and why there is a difference. Why is there such a, maybe this is a loaded question and it probably is, and I can, yeah. I can help you answer, but it's a great question. Um, so what I like to describe is one Dr. Google, like people joke about it, but that's true. Like people go to Dr. Google to fix things. I'm going to tell you right now, you're either going to end up with cancer from Google or you're going to be pregnant if you're a female. Like that's what it always comes back to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so one thing is I'm not going to bash conventional medicine because I think there is a need for it still. If I break my arm, I'm not going to like, just like go to a massage therapist to fix it or a chiropractor. Like that's not going to do what needs to be done. I will go to conventional medicine for something like that. But I think the disconnect right, acute, between conventional problems. and yeah, acute care, you need conventional medicine. Like fix the but issue, for get, it, chronic get it taken care of. In and out. Doc in the box. Great for that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like chronic problems or preventative medicine, you need a more holistic approach because honestly, medical doctors only get four nutrition classes in their entire time. They're in med school and it's if based that. off the food pyramid. Yeah. If that, and it's based off the food pyramid, which I'm pretty sure on there is like refined carbohydrates and sugar even is on there. So it's just like junk food. Um, or things that are not truly nourishing to your body. So what I like to describe integrative medicine is, is taking the best of conventional medicine and pairing it with a holistic approach to do lifestyle intervention first before prescribing medications or any sort of medical intervention, drug intervention. Um, because again, you can walk into 
a doctor and say that you have acid reflux and they're going to write you a meprazole. Great. Your problem is being masked. It's being band-aided, but there are band, there's a band-aid being put on it, but their actual root cause is not being addressed, which is more than likely your crap diet, your sad American diet, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it's the sad American diet. And it's also, you know, it could be household items that are toxic to the body that we don't pay attention to because, you know, we've been used to it. We, we've been using them for so long. At this point, you know, we've been using those chemicals and those those cleaning products. And, you know, we have uh, technology and, and electricity that's going all throughout our house. We're connected to it at all times. I'm connected to it right now. I've got lights blinding me. It's eight o'clock at night. Like that's going to affect my sleep tonight, right? So all of these things we've gotten used to, but all of these things dramatically impact our health. And you you have to address those things first. Otherwise, yep. the problem's never going to go away. You're just putting a Band-Aid over it. Isn't going to fix the issue. It's just going to fix that symptom, which push, pushes yep. the the actual problem to a different area, it'll pop up in a different way, right? So you have to go back to the root cause, right? Yeah, and so, it's always the yeah. root cause. And honestly, always. like lifestyle intervention is the low hanging fruit, but no one wants to address that first. It Yes, it's easier to go and get a prescription and it get taken care of immediately than it is to put in the work to address sleep, address nutrition, address movement, stress management, relationships, detoxification, all the things there. But long term, you're just going to end up on more prescriptions. And I, I there's statistics out there that show that like we are one of the sickest nations. We have trillions of dollars in like medical debt, but like we are one of the sickest countries. So something there, there's a disconnect there. Like mm. if we we are a sick care model in the United States, which is really unfortunate. And so that's why I think like integrative medicine can be so powerful. Whereas I do think for conventional medicine, like especially for athletes, if you're injured, please go to a doctor. Don't come to me. I'm not going to fix your broken arm. Okay. So you, you're talking about how lifestyle changes is going to like, it's often not, first of all, medical doctors are not trained in how to change someone's lifestyle. So that's not the, that's not the route they're going to take. They're going to take the med the pharmaceutical route and the reason they go the pharmaceutical route because a lot of times most of the time their education is funded by pharmaceutical companies so that is what i'm just going all in probably not good for my but we're, we're doing it right and so uh <laughs> they it's funded by the pharmaceutical companies who also fund a lot of the research that is done so do you think there's a there's probably a little bit of a bias there? Um, I found so I was listening to a, a uh, podcast with Lex Fridman and John Abrams Abramson. I think he's at Stanford. It's either Stanford or Harvard, but he's kind of he's kind of been like blacklisted or whatever it's called um, from the scientific community because he's gone against a lot of the you know blue blood blue blood scientists regarding a lot of these things. And he talked about a study in the New England Journal of Medicine, which is one of the top journals, comparing lifestyle changes to using metformin, which is the number one diabetes reduction drug. And it showed that lifestyle change out of 53%, 53% decrease in diabetes 
while Metformin had a 31%. And I think it also, I'm not 100%, but he, I'm pretty sure he talked about how the lifestyle change, don't quote me on this, pretty sure this is it, not 100% sure, just to be clear. But lifestyle change wasn't that difficult to incorporate for a lot of these clients. But nobody wants to talk about that. No. Nobody wants to talk about the lifestyle change. Um, and so when you look at these studies, what a lot of people, what a lot of research in institutions or medical practices do is they look at this study and say, okay, lifestyle change had a 53% decrease in, in diabetes, whereas metformin had a 31%. We don't really know or want to do the lifestyle change. Plus we're not getting a lot of money from the, you know, changing somebody's lifestyle. Whereas, you know, we're no, getting, no. we're getting kickbacks from, you know, they're, they're, you know, the, the metformin, yeah, they're, 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 they're paying for our lunches. They're taking us to dinners. We're getting, we're getting paid from metformin. So 31%, that's, you know, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good number. Let's just stick with that. You know, and it can't help, you know, some people, I mean, that's, it's a very useful drug. It can get expensive, but if you're not doing the other things on top of life, on top of the pharmaceutical drug, and I look to also like naturopathic medicine, which many, mm. many um, conventional medicine people don't believe is high quality. There's not a lot of evidence for it. It's just not, it's not scientific. So why are we going to use it? But their philosophy is like there's a, there's a hierarchy of, of treatment. And at the very top of the hierarchy, maybe it's not a hierarchy, there's a, there's a progression of treatment that you start with. And at the very mm -hmm. top, so the very last thing you do is surgery, right? Before then, before you get to surgery, it's changing your lifestyle, changing your diet. Diet is the most important thing that you can do to affect your health Absolutely. immediately, instantaneously. Then if you're eating the right foods and you're still not getting better, okay, maybe we'll, maybe we'll look at gut health, which you're going to talk to too. The importance of, uh, talk about as well, your, the importance of gut health for brain health, all this kind of stuff, right? So there's a hierarchy and in the conventional American Western uh, way of doing things, we immediately go to pharmaceuticals and surgery without looking at anything else because there's not enough time, there's not enough money, right? And we're not teaching people what it means to be healthy, what it means, what it takes. And yes, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But is being, is being unhealthy hard, right? Is not being able to walk up a flight of stairs hard? Is is having um, to go to the bathroom way more than you want to, is that hard? You know, like, like the life opens up to you when you spend a little bit of time cultivating your health. Yeah, it's really not major tweaks or changes that it doesn't have to be something drastic to see the slightest bit of improvement. And it is like, just going back, you're right, like doctors are very like scalpel happy, like they just want to use a scalpel and cut into someone. It's a moneymaker for them. And then also like, I remember working in like, during my internship, we literally had a drug rep bring us lunch every single day, just trying to put people in like, for us to give them a birth control pill. And I was just like, this is insane. Great. I enjoy the free lunches. But I was just like blown away that it's like, they're just like schmoozing and trying to get the doctors to write this script. And like, also I did a lot with women's hormones. And so I dealt with that for a long time. And I was like, these problems like are being exasperated by a birth control pill. Their gut health is being wrecked. All these things but it's like the first thing that the doctors jumped 
jumped to was like these pharmaceuticals. So I also think there's like this stigma kind of that people, I think holistic medicine's coming more to the like forefront and people are becoming more open and accepting to it. But for so long, I think people viewed it as almost like witchcraft in a way, or like some woo woo thing that you're going to this holistic doctor, whereas it's not that at all. It's literally just identifying lifestyle, what's going on there, and then which is always the root cause is lifestyle, and then addressing it and moving forward. And I know you like touched on metformin, and I've seen drastic in like three month protocols, people's A1C is going down, they're fasting glucose, they're fasting insulin. And it's literally me just not me, it's them putting in the work, me holding them accountable, giving them some guidance to see numbers significantly improve people getting off medication, the metformin being too high for them, because their levels are going down through lifestyle. So it's crazy that it does all come back. And then I guess like for you and like Brooksell's coaching, it's like, we're not really dealing with people that have diabetes or things like that right now. It's more like sports performance. But again, that's all lifestyle. And like people getting injured, it's still part of it, of course, is out of our control. But how well they're recovering and how resilient they are is our lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, that makes such a big difference. And I can go, I'll probably talk about this at some point in the future, but one of the reasons I, and I, I posted about this the other day, but one of the reasons I got into to health is, was because I was, if you look at a picture of me when I was in high school or previously, I look like, I showed this to, to a client of mine the other day, and I look like a completely different person. My face is inflamed. I've got no sweat. I've got no confidence. I've, I've just got, I've got acne everywhere. I look and I've come a long way. I used to be very critical of, of, of that guy. And now I'm like, I mean, he was just doing the best he could. He, he didn't know any better. Right. And he got me, got me to where I am now. So I, he's, he was, he was doing fine, but I just look at that. I'm like, man, you were living, I was living a very different experience than I am now. I wasn't able to talk like this. I wasn't able to think clearly. I was always in a state of brain fog and inflammation. And I was always congested. My nose was always running and always taking two allergy pills a day. Those never worked. I was like, I was a chronic nose breather, mouth breather, always had gut issues, everything. I was just so sensitive back in the day, mentally, physically, like everything in between. I don't know how I made it to where I did to to college and, you know, and, and to the NFL, but I did and I'm grateful for it, but it's just, it's, it's crazy. And so Along that ride, I learned a lot of things about how to improve that. And, and that's why, anyways, that's, that's why I got into it. But I think similar to you, like you had a personal story and you had a personal disconnection with, I think that's how anybody gets in, into health is like you, yep. you have a personal reason for, for getting into it, personal motivation. I'm going to turn the tables real quick. I know this is your podcast, but I'm going to ask you a question. And that is going to be that when, okay, looking back at who you were in your teenage years, do you think that like performance wise, professional wise, anything like that, you could have gone further or faster or done things differently based on addressing things earlier on in your life in terms of nutrition, movement, lifestyle intervention? Yeah, I a hundred percent. I would be I'm fully confident I would have had a much longer career and a much better career. Still had a great career, but a much better career had I addressed these issues 
much earlier. And this is not a knock against anybody in my life, right? No, Nobody, of course not. They didn't, they didn't know any better. I just, I, I know for a fact that, because here, here's the deal. Some people can handle eating crap food every single day. I knew people in college who were ripped out of their minds, not a, not an ounce of fat on their body. And they ate chicken tenders and fries and ice cream and all kinds of crap for every meal, right? So it's it's the whole personalized thing. Everybody's so different. So I just couldn't handle it. So if I had taken care of my diet, which would have helped me with my sleep, which would have helped me in school and, and to be able to think more clearly and participate in class, I would have had a much different experience, hands down. I wish I, wish I had these tools at a younger age. Yeah, and that's why I think it's awesome that that's something that you have incorporated into Brooks Ellis coaching is this aspect and really helping people address it on and stress the importance of it at such an early age. And they'll be able to unlock exponential potential um, down the road. And I think also like a big piece of that is I understand like my sister can eat junk food and she looks amazing all the time. My body does not work like that. But I also think that it's sometimes people, they don't understand the importance of it and how much it's an impact because they've never changed their way of doing it. So say like in their eight they're 18, they're eating like junk, they still are ripped, whatever. They're performing well on the field. But if you if they were to shift their diet, they can probably perform longer, they can perform for like longer duration of time. And then also, they will feel better as well. Like they're experiencing this, like, all they know is their like baseline of how well they feel. And they think that's good. When you actually remove the junk food, remove the stress out of your life or start to manage it in different ways, get restorative sleep, surround yourself with better people, then there's like this new baseline. And once you experience that, you are like, what was I just living for the past X amount of years? Because they think like this mediocre level of feeling good is like, all they can experience. But really, when you start to remove this stuff, you get a whole new level. And then your eyes are brought into like, wow, there, this actually makes a difference. And then that that will yield results yeah. long term, and not just in performance, but just longevity of life. Yeah, so there's a hurdle that you have to get over to be able to experience to feel that difference in, in energy and, and, and mental clarity and phys like just being able to, to move your, like wanting to move your body more. There's a little bit of a hurdle. Once you get, the, once you get that yes. initial taste in your mouth, right? You're going to be all, you're going to be like obsessed with it. That's what happened to me. So yeah. up until my experience with the Jaguars, like I, I didn't know any better. didn't know what it felt like to feel really good. Changed my diet, felt amazing. Removed sugar, did intermittent fasting for a little bit. I looked and felt and just, I was a different person. You know, my mind was thinking clearly. I was, you know, participating in, in, in meetings. I was like speaking up in meetings. That never happened before. I was always the quiet guy that didn't want to speak up. One, because literally no, there were no thoughts coming to my mind. I just didn't have any, I was so stressed all the time. I was just a ball of stress. Just like freaking out. I hope he doesn't call on me. I really don't want to speak in front of all these people, even though they were my teammates. All of a sudden that went away. I was just, I was so confident, felt so good. And from that point on, it, it's just, it's a different life experience. You, you, you realize, okay, I enjoy the things that make me feel better because it feels good to feel good. Mm -hmm. It feels good to do things that help my body feel good. 
instead of, okay, I'm going to eat this food because it's, it's going to make me feel better uh, for a second because I can't really, I just feel bad. So there's a difference like, okay, so I'm doing things to make my body feel good because I feel good already and I want more of it. I want to keep that feeling going. Okay. Compare that to somebody who's not feeling great. And so they just, they're searching for some form of pleasure that's going to keep them mm-hmm. feeling less than ideal. And it's going to make, it's going to make them feel good for like five seconds. And then yep. five seconds later, they're going to feel like crap again. You're, you're going to keep having to stimulate that, that dopamine circuit and the, the, that level is going to keep going up and up and that's getting too scientific, but you get the point. Like when you, I was when about you to go on it, if you weren't, so I'm glad you brought it up <laughs> when you get to, yeah, well you, and you can take over whenever, but when you get yeah. to the point where, you know, you, you feel good and you want to keep feeling good because you're doing the hard things. You're doing the things that, yeah, it's not enjoyable right now. Long-term, you're going to, you're going to feel great. And you're building a life that you, that makes you, that gives you energy, that gives you life, that supports other people. You, you're not the one that's bringing other people down and, and relying on other people. You're the one that's encouraging others to do more, to, to read more, to be a better person, to to try new things. And you're not going to have that energy to try new things and to experience different perspectives if you're stuck in this bubble and you're stuck in this cloud of mental fog. And I just want, I just need, I just need this ice cream cone or I need to look at Instagram right now because I just can't bear my job, right? Like, I don't know. It, I, it's just, there's a different, there's a different life that you can be living if you just take that hurdle. Another thing yeah, that's related to that, um, you don't know you're sleep deprived when you're sleep deprived. True. So Matt Walker, the I think he's at UC Santa Barbara, he wrote a book. He wrote a book called Why We Sleep. And he talks about how you don't know you're sleep deprived when you're sleep deprived. So when you're sleep deprived, you're living at a certain state or a certain level, right? Your, your mind is only thinking at a certain, you're only capable of thinking in, in a certain way. Right. When you finally do get sleep and you realize, okay, I actually feel good today and I actually have some focus and I actually have some, some willpower and some, I can actually say no to getting the coffee <laughs> that I'm, that I'm obsessively craving right now. I can say no to those. I can say no to getting a drink with friends. I can say no to the pastry down the street. It's easy. It's, 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 it's <laughs> seamless. Like, when you get that sleep, things are different. And when you don't get to sleep, you're more reactive. You're less emotionally stable. Stress hits you different. You're more likely to reach for a sugary, sugary uh, food or snack or whatever it is. Yes, it's hard. But trust me when I say, like, I feel like I have a lot of energy right now. It's 8 o'clock and, you know, it's about an hour and 40 minutes past my bedtime. You know, so um, sorry for keeping you. This up. is a treat. Yeah. Well, this is a treat for everybody. So including me, I <laughs> don't know where I'm going with that. Where, where was I going? Where was I? Oh, um, it, we were talking about sleep and hurdles. Yeah. So my like I have all these this energy because I, I do things during the day that gives me energy. I know, mm-hmm. I'm not constantly, you know, scrolling through my phone and it didn't always it wasn't always like that. I had to work for it. But now I realize, like, if I do certain things. I'm going to have more energy. I can do more things and I can more, uh, I can do the things that, that I find purposeful to me and, and connect to my purpose on this earth, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of 
I'm going all over the place. So just, you know, this is, this is kind of what the podcast is about to be about, but you know, I'm, I'm doing the things that you, you would talk about that health coaches would talk about that functional medicine specialists would talk about because it makes me feel good. And until you realize that just, you have to believe the people that I think, I think sometimes the things, I think what I'm trying to say is sometimes the things that I do can be intimidating. Always doing this and this and this, and that's just too hard to do. And I don't, I don't want to do that. Or I can't do that. That's crazy. He's two pounds of beef a day. That's, that's nuts. Why would you do that? It's a, he's a crazy person, you know? And yeah, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm just doing it because I feel, feel better. And I just want to feel good. I want other mm-hmm. people to feel good. And that's what it's all about. And like, one thing is, yeah, like, it is like, it might be intimidating for people because, okay, they see people doing all these like extreme wellness remedies and things like this and cold plunging sauna, um, fasting for extended periods of time, eating two pounds of beef and six eggs, I think is what you called and told me you ate for breakfast the other day. Um, and they see Speaking people of, doing all these I'm things. I'm hungry, so you're making me salivate. Okay, well, like, go I ahead. I'm sorry. Eggs stocked in the fridge. Um, oh, I just got stocked up. People, like, one of my one of my clients is a farmer, so she she just we we traded meat for a, a training session today. Oh, so I'm coming over for. Eggs. I got all the yeah. <laughs> um, but like people like though very there are extremists. Um, like sometimes I can be an extremist, whatever, but like for the general population, it doesn't have to look that way. And we all started somewhere. Like for me, it was literally just tweaking my nutrition back in the day. Um, and so it's like just really picking the first pillar of your health to work on, working through that, building confidence around that, getting discipline in that area. And then you move to the next one and it's just building, like building momentum too. Yeah. Momentum for sure. Yeah. Once you do that one thing and you feel, you just feel a little bit of success, boom, you can move on to the next one. Yeah. It's like, and it's cool to see yourself like be disciplined enough to do something and make one change, even the smallest of change, um, changes. And that's what develops confidence. And And it, when you step outside of your comfort zone in the way that you've always done things, that's where you build your confidence. So it's taking that first step and it's scary to do alone. Hence why you have health coaches and even football coaches and any sort of coaches is like you need some support around you, even your home support, your support uh, relationships, whatever that looks like, your friends, your family, your partner. Um, But then also coaches who are like more quote unquote experts in the area that you're trying to work on to walk that path with you um, because alone it is scary to step outside of your comfort zone and make changes. And so that's why you bring people like you and I into your world is to help you get past that first hurdle, as you say, mm-hmm. and like unlock that first hurdle. And our whole thing is wanting you to build the self efficacy, the self self efficacy. Yikes. Words are hard for me too tonight so that you can do it for your whole life. And you'll mm-hmm. also find that when you make the first change, those in your circle that are actually there to stay you're going to change their lives too and it's this beautiful ripple effect that's great let's on that topic let's let's um you're mentioning taking the first step and it seems like so for i think from the outside looking in like i said it can be intimidating right 
and you want to build momentum. I think a lot of times it's intimidating because there's so much information out there on what to do. You need to do this and this and this, and you're going to feel great. And then all of a sudden somebody else says, oh no, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Take this supplement. Or maybe uh, that's not the best way to do things. Do it this way. So there's a lot of conflicting information. It can be confusing. It can be just challenging or maybe too complicated to incorporate into your routine. As a health coach, what is someone comes to you, they have a plethora of issues. How do you, I guess, because everything's so personalized, you know, it's hard to really give a blanket answer to this, to this question. How do you decide what the first step would be? Is there a common first step or, you know, if, if just the general population, if you're going to change one thing, like what would that be? So I guess that was three questions, but they're kind of all related. Okay, I'll try so, to tie them all in together. Um, good luck. Again, it's like really the initial consultation of gathering all the information. And really what I want to hear is what are their major health goals? And like, mm -hmm. what is their, I'm like, hey, what are your three major health concerns? And what are your three major health goals? And then I want all the information on what your lifestyle is like. And then from there, I kind of will assess it and see like what symptoms you're experiencing, what your goal is, if it's weight loss, building muscle, performing better, whatever that looks like. And so from there, I kind of look at all of it. And then I just will hone in on one area that I'm like, hey, I think that we might want to start here and then we'll start there for most for the general population honestly i have people come to me every single day that are like i have brain fog um i'm always bloated um my i have chronic fatigue i always feel inflamed and i'm like okay it's your gut and 99% of the time, it's a gut problem. So really, I like to treat gut in every single person that I work with. So I do. <laughs> For most people, however, I mean, on the sports performance side, I'm probably not going to treat like a seventh graders gut or anything like that, unless I really think there's something going on there. But for anyone over the age, which could be likely. Yeah. So because why, do, why do you think so many people come to you with gut issues? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, one, okay. I think that a lot of it is a lot of people have disordered eating tendencies, which really wrecks your gut. Um, what are those? To, what? And what are those disordered eating tendencies? Like, what, is, what does that include? Okay, so um, I would say, like, people will overeat, which is a stressor on the body. So people who chronically overeat, people who chronically undereat as well. Um, and so any, anywhere you fall on that spectrum, it's wrecking your gut, <laughs> but yeah. also we're eating refined carbohydrates. That's not a disordered eating tendency. This is just like general nutrition now, but mm -hmm. we're eating refined carbohydrates. Um, a lot of our gluten is sprayed with pesticides. A lot of us are eating artificial sweeteners, um, or they're sucralose in pretty much everything out there it seems like sugar and everything all of that wreaks havoc on your gut not sleeping enough wreaks havoc havoc on your gut the only time your body really is like truly detoxifying by itself is when you're sleeping people aren't really sleeping great um stress people that are chronically stressed which i would say is probably i don't know many people that don't have like some level of stress in their life um whether that's stress from if you don't, you're doing something stressors. wrong. You got to have stress. Stress is a normal thing. Yeah, I would agree. There has to it's, be some level of stress in your life. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, you're not challenging um, yourself. 
And if it's too much, and right, there's there's an optimal level of stress. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And there's also you stress, which is like the positive stressors in our life. Like, oh, great. Like I'm about to do this, like give this public speaking opportunity or whatever, which is nerve wracking, but like or also a, a great opportunity. Exactly. We were doing a little like breathing before. Um, were, you, but... were you stressing out right now? No. No, are we're you? We're you we're, we are you stressing out. Oh, yeah. Were you stressing out? E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. <laughs> you stress. Um, but then, um, so like the stressors also on our body and that can be physical stress on our body. So the amount we're working out chronically over-exercising, not allowing enough rest and recovery, also not moving our bodies enough. Again, environmental stressors, which is the pollutants in our environment, pollutants in our food. Um, So all of these factors contribute to pretty much what happens is like we have our gut lining, we have our little flagellas, um, and it leads to leaky gut because little food particles start seeping out and into our bloodstream. And that's what's causing systemic inflammation. By treating the the gut, what we're doing is resealing everything so that you have like a strong foundation. Food is being digested properly. Also, another aspect is like the way we're eating nowadays. I don't know about you, but I will say this probably like the hardest thing is a lot of people are eating on the go. They're eating, running out the door. They're eating like while they're working at their computer. And all of that is super damaging to the gut. When you're not eating in like a rest and digest state, you are creating gut permeability um, is being (laughs) compromised. So like all of these factors play a part. It's like the way we're eating as well. So I pretty much address gut with every gut integrity is being Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So it all comes down to stress and the and stress resilience really. Yeah. Through nutrition. Right. So when you, when you support your body and you provide the nutrients for it to have a strong foundation, it can handle more stress. And little things are not going to affect you as much as it would if you were already in a state of chronic inflammation and highly stressed and your body's inundated with all these different things that are just wrecking your stress levels, which creates gut permeability, which, like you said, when the gut can't digest food properly. So, okay, so let's talk about that real quick. So this is important. So the gut is a... uh, is an open tube from your mouth all the way to the backside. And through the tube, there's different there are different segments of the gut which have different purposes. So the stomach uh, releases hydrochloric acid, which breaks down protein, right? And then um, in the small intestine, it, the, the pancreatic enzymes will release lipase. And um, I just learned about this, but a bunch of different enzymes to help break down carbs and lipids when you when you're stressed these enzymes and the hydrochloric acid literally doesn't get released it doesn't work as well and so these foods go undigested through the gut through all the way through the gut and there's these big particles and the, those tiny microvilli that look like just like fingers coming off of the of the gut where 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 um those those can't break down those big food particles. So on top of the leaky, leaky gut, right? The the microvilli on top of of the the gut cells, the enterocytes that are not sealed, they're coming apart, right? So now there's gaps in those 
in those cells. Those cells are now ingesting, just like, I mean, you were just saying this. I don't know why. I think I'm just trying to brag, which, you know. Use the I'm, big words. Keep on going, <laughs> Brooks. So these big food particles are, are going straight to the bloodstream. When that happens, your immune system triggers, uh, is activated, right? And so when it's activated, it's it sends signals to the body. Okay, this is a foreign particle. We got to attack it, right? And so that's that's the, the root cause of, of a lot of autoimmune disorders. People have leaky yep. gut, they're eating gluten all the time. There's all these other toxins, they're always stressed. They're not digesting foods. So when you can replace, when you can fix that gut lining, when you can lower the stress levels, when you can replace some of the enzymes, the hydrochloric acid and help the gut and the digestive system as a whole uh, break down foods better, you're gonna, you, your, your body's gonna have the energy to have less stress to have more energy, to do more uh, physical activity. But it, it starts with it starts with the gut. That's that's the most important thing. It's one of the most important things. Yeah, easily. It's like gut, lifestyle, two major things. But I mean, again, like for sports performance, I think gut does play a role in that with like metabolism and all of that. Um, but I mm -hmm. don't see it as like, it's not super prevalent in like seventh graders or anyone at that age. But I still, again... When I do my initial consultation, I assess everything. So if they are experiencing symptoms of that, I wouldn't be wildly surprised to see it maybe back in the day. I think it would be weirder to see it in like a seventh grader. Um, but nowadays, our food is crap. So I would say that I see it often. And like my gut problem started when I was 13. No one addressed it till I was 18 and in an internship. So it's one of those things or 19 in, in an internship. So it is one of those things where it's like something I take into consideration, but it's probably not the first thing I would address with a younger client, maybe more so with like their parents. They for sure probably have gut problems. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're given all this information about health coaching and nutrition, and and a lot of it's already on the internet. And a lot of people, you know, we have Google, we have access to all this information already. A lot of people already know, okay, you shouldn't eat these foods, you should eat these foods, you should move often, you should exercise pretty, pretty frequently. And so we have all this information. Um, so why do I need a coach? If I have all this information myself, why do I need a coach to to tell me all the things I already know. Well, I would say it's, are you going to put all the pieces together by yourself? Are you going to hold yourself accountable to it? Or are you going to follow through? Are you going to make it sustainable for yourself long-term? That's part of it. I would also say like a lot of what coaches do too is rewiring the mind. It really is like shifting into a new state of mind um, to help you actually implement the changes and move from point A to point B. Um, so I think that's a huge piece of why you need a coach is mindset. And then also someone to hold you support and accountability, someone to help you put the pieces together. Huge part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and one is like, do you want to trust everything that's on the internet? Because one person, it might be great to fast. I'll tell you right now, fasting is not great for everybody. So you read on the internet, okay, fasting's great. You start fasting, you start gaining weight. It's a thing. It happens all the time. And I see it. It's because there's something else in your life that's going on that it's actually doing your body a disservice because it's putting stress on your body. So you need a coach for the mindset piece, put all the pieces in place it, and then also hold you support, hold you accountable and offer support and guidance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of times 
Me specifically, I think I know a lot about nutrition. I got a master's degree, but I can be blinded by some of my habits or like some of the, some of my tendencies that I don't want to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And even, even talking to you. So I've, I've come to you for a couple, a couple different things and, and you've helped me realize, okay, maybe I should cut this out. Maybe this is, maybe I should do this differently. Maybe I should do this. Right. And so it's, it's, a, it's also peace of mind, like knowing that there's not just one brain that's, that's helping you, you know, reach the goals that you, that you want to achieve. It's two, it's two, you're synergizing. Right. And you know, you you have an outside and uh, a objective source that is uh, helping you see around the corners and see, and see the things that you're blind to. Because you, there's a lot of things in your in your routine probably that you don't want to admit are like are damaging you. Like, oh, I just got to hold on to this, and yes. I can hide this from from everybody else, and they're not going to know, and it's really not affecting me that much, but really it can make a really big deal or a really big impact on, on yeah. your, your progress. So I yeah. fully agree with you. So it is like, I love that point actually, you know, yeah. it is like, that's where you need the accountability because you're probably hiding something from yourself. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Um, all right. It's been an hour. I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. Um, do you have any, any fin finishing thoughts, any final thoughts? My final thoughts are, one, we were slightly all over the place, but we do need to come back and talk about detoxification because in January, we are putting on a big like liver detoxification program. Um, It's going to be amazing. It's going if you're like kind of interested somewhere teetering on like, hey, maybe we should do a health coaching. Maybe that's something I'm interested in. Be a good opportunity to kind of see what health coaching is like because it is a 30 day program. We're giving you the supplements you need. Um, We're giving you four health coaching sessions as a group. We're going to do some pre-education, post-education. Um, we'll have a Facebook group for everyone. So information on that is coming out. Um, Brooks and I are going to put that together. So if you, one, think after the new year, you need a little liver detox, um, then definitely join. And we'll also talk more on the why detoxification is important. So that's my final thought, my little sales pitch. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. We're about to do a liver detox starting tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. And so, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, we hope everyone joins. It's going to be a great opportunity to kind of get your, your feet wet in regard to health coaching and kind of what we're doing here. So make sure you be on the lookout for that on Brooks Ellis Coaching. Also, give Summer a follow. Summer, where can they find you? I'm on the gram, obviously, at Summer Lee. It's summer with an O, L E I G E. Um, and L? then yeah, that's really no with an O, oh. -E S O M M E R, L E I G H. Gotcha. I know I had to be difficult. Um, we'll put and that then, in the show notes. Yeah, I've I'll always, I've always wanted to say that. We'll put that in the show the show notes. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Everything will be on the, in the show notes. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Anything else? Let's see. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? I have a tackling clinic coming up. Uh, it's on twelve sixteen with for third through eighth graders, and then ninth through twelfth graders. It's on twelve seventeen. It's at the Fayetteville Indoor Facility. It's going to be. It's going to be crazy. We're going to have, we're not, we don't have pads, but we're going to be tackling and you better be ready. We're going to get physical. So you better lace up, 
I mean, you can't really buckle up the chin strap in this in this situation. But you better you better get your sleep. You better get get hydrated because we are getting after it. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna have a DJ. My chiropractor is gonna be there. A bunch of other people are gonna be there. It's gonna be awesome. Some different coaches, uh, former Razorbacks such as Bijan Jackson, Jeb Huckabee, some other guys finalizing that. So it's going to be great. I hope to see everyone there. Lots of people have signed up already. So make sure you sign up because there's a limit and it's filling up quick. So get signed up. What else is there? Anything else that we can talk about? I mean, we could go on for hours, um, but I don't think people want to listen to us. So we'll have a lovely part two. Oh, come on. They want to listen to us. Come on. That was fun. Uh, yeah, but you're right. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Please give us feedback on this podcast. You can send me a DM. You can send Summer a DM. Summer, you were wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I'll talk to you tomorrow about everything, but thank you. And I hope to, well, I'll have you on again. I'm sure sometime, sometime soon. So um, thank you and good night, everybody. Good night.